Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us every week on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee and we'll bring the news. Subscribe to this podcast on your preferred streaming platform to get notified when a new episode comes out every week. My name is Brian Willett, one of your hosts for What's Happening. I'm the subject coordinator for numeracy and science grades 6 to 12 here in the Anglophone East School District. And my name is Stephanie Patterson, the Director of Communications here at Anglophone East as well. We're so excited to be hosting this podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of What's Happening. We're excited to have on the show again, Superintendent of the Anglophone East School District, Mr. Greg Ingersoll. Greg, thank you for joining us uh, again on the show. My pleasure. Great to be here. So we're taking a little bit of a different twist on the episode today. Normally it's a casual, this will still be casual conversation, but more of a Q&A to get up to speed on information, but we're heading into March break. So we're kind of heading into this, this week off for educators um, and administrators. And we wanted to really bring you on the episode to to bring information that may have been released since January, and then obviously something uh, to give the teachers and administrators as they head into March break. Okay, sure. Happy to do that. Well, certainly, like I said, since last time we talked, uh, you know, we've gone from uh, being in the red zone into the orange alert level. So I think that's uh, relieved the pressure a little bit on our schools. Uh, we saw when we went into red that we saw higher absenteeism rates among students, among staff. Um, you know, we had a few uh, outbreaks of COVID-19 during that time, right? We had a few different things happen. So, um so certainly when the orange, it seems to things have calmed down a little bit. The attendance of students is getting better. Uh, the attendance of staff is better, right? Because we have some staff who are in vulnerable uh, health situations who find it harder to come to work when we're in the red zone, right? So we've that's getting better. Uh, supply teachers, uh, some of them are, are are less likely to move to different schools during the red, uh, just because of the you know the alert level. So we're seeing all that relaxing a little bit. Um, uh, so that's better for school. We have less situations where we have. Uh, teachers not being replaced uh, in school when they're absent. So all that just kind of brings the anxiety level down a little bit for everybody. Um, we've seen a, a memo come out from EECD uh, relaxing the the mask protocols a little bit for classroom use where teachers can take mask breaks and, uh, and adults in the classroom can actually take their mask off a little bit if the students are working quietly. So that was just a little something that gave them a little bit more of a break there. Um, and so on. So all those little things uh, are kind of, you know, moving us towards, uh, you know, people feeling a little bit better about it. I know people are still really tired. It's been a very, you know, long winter, a long fall for them, and everyone's tired, and uh, the protocols, the mask wearing, all that is wearing on everybody. I still, I appreciate that. I, even as I say, things are hopefully moving a little bit toward the positive side. Uh, that is still, uh, you know, something that's been wearing on our staff a lot in schools. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, I, I think that going into March break, if people get a week off, kind of read, you know, take a little break for a week, and then we come back, hopefully the weather will turn a little bit. We might, we're hoping that we'll be into the yellow zone at some point, uh, because really the number of cases in New Brunswick right now would warrant us moving back to yellow. But I think they're just being a little bit cautious with the new variant uh, to kind of see what that's going to do. It'd be nice if we get back to yellow. That would really loosen things up for us a little bit again. 
And I think the other thing is that just, uh, like I said before, that we just can't escape this, right? So we go to work, we deal with this every day at work, but then we go home and it's the same thing. COVID-19 yeah. is all we see at home. It's on the news, our family, our friends, we're all dealing with that. Uh, the protocols are keeping us more restricted in our movements, even at home. So people are feeling that, you know, it's kind of a 24-7 kind of thing that's going on around us, right? So so I think that's, uh, you know, that's not, we can't do anything about that, but we are trying to uh, work with our schools uh, to keep everybody kind of moving in a uh, forward in, in a way that doing the best job they can under the circumstances. Yeah, I uh, I think that's uh, very accurate. I know just, um, you know, it, in, in my personal life, sometimes when, when people want to have Zoom, like Zoom hangouts and stuff, because, you know, we can't gather together uh, in the evenings, I'm like, no, <laughs> I've done Zoom all day. I don't need yeah. to Zoom again at night. <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. 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 No, thank you. Yeah. 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 So, what we, so what we did last week, uh, we've been doing throughout the year is the uh, – We've been meeting with the uh, school principals throughout the course of the fall, uh, the directors and the subject coordinators, talking about their plans uh, you know, for their school school improvement planning. So we're talking about, you know, the district has uh, three big goals this year, right? One, looking at getting ready for blended learning and, uh, and, and uh, distance learning, should we have to close schools? And the second big one was around mental health and, the, and having a positive learning environment planning at the school that took the whole COVID uh, experience into consideration. All right. And of course, the third one is state school safety. So the second one, the one around mental health, we had meetings last week with our school administrators to see how they're making out with that goal in their schools, which was we heard some very encouraging things and and actually very interesting, innovative things that are being done at the school level to make the students and the staff feel more comfortable at school and, and lighten it up a little bit for them. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's been a very you know, a very interesting uh, process is, uh, to hear what they're doing and uh, very encouraging, actually, to think that all the cool things that are happening despite the situation where we're in. And, of course, that uh, the, the Minister of Education was on the radio last week here in Moncton uh, talking about that topic and just happened to be lined up with us. So we went on the radio, CBC, on Friday with one of the principals, Susan Lafford, and she talked about what she's doing on our school and so on. So everybody's working on that, and uh, it's, it's been a huge part of uh, running a school this year is thinking about how everybody's doing, how everyone's feeling, are they feeling safe as all the changes come and go throughout the school school year uh, and balancing all that. So it's been a big preoccupation for everybody. And something that I think is on everyone's mind too is what comes in September. You know, now that we've made it to February, March break is almost around the corner. You know, what does next year look like? Obviously we can't predict what happens to the global pandemic, um, but, you know, are, are, are discussions happening based around, you know, there's a prioritized curriculum that came out uh, for teachers, you know, there's the operational plans. Are there conversations happening in support of what comes in September? Yeah, so we have had some conversations about that. Uh, the superintendents and the uh, part of education, early development, we have been talking about that. Obviously, uh, there's some variables in that that we don't know the answers to yet, like you just mentioned. Like, where, what will the state of COVID-19 be this later this spring and into the summer, and of course, leading into the fall? Um, so that's certainly a variable. Uh, the vaccine is part of that. I sent something out uh, yesterday to the school principals, kind of the vaccine uh, protocols that the province has, is, is designed uh, 
uh, to look at who will get the vaccine when. And teachers are on that list uh, uh, for like in the June timeframe, right? So if that all continues on that pro on that process, then hopefully people will be getting the vaccine, educators at that point, and some students. So that's kind of encouraging if that can stay on where it's going. Um, as far as the fall goes, we have to make decisions at some point this spring. Are we going to leave it the way it is for the, for September, which means that we'll have lower class sizes in lower elementary and in upper elementary. We'll have uh, high school students coming every other day, like the A-B schedule, and we'll have restrictions on busing and so on. Are we going to continue that, or are we going to go back to having full class sizes like we did before, right? And if we do, then we have to staff our schools for either one of those scenarios, right? So we have to know that early enough in the spring to get our staffing done before the school year ends in June, right? So at some point, we're thinking like mid-April or so, a decision is going to have to be made one way or the other. Uh, on that. And of course, that will depend on the trajectory of COVID-19 in the province of New Brunswick and of course across Canada at that point. Uh, but we're hoping to have a decision around that time so we can get our planning done. Because it's, it's a big job to switch it back, right, from a staffing perspective and busing and all the COVID custodians we have, everything. Uh, and it's a it's a process to keep it the way it is because, you know, we have to continue things on. A lot of staff are not permanent staff and so on. There's a lot of work to be done there. So so both mid-April will probably be the point we'd have to have a decision in order to be ready for September. And then knowing right well that, you know, just like last year, any decision we make, you know, something could go sideways in the middle of the summer and we'd be, you know, have to do something different, right? But I think they're, they're looking for the big picture. The vaccine is a big piece of that, right? And the movement of the vaccine into New Brunswick will be a big part of that. Right. And speaking of uh, of kind of future plans, I know that on Friday we sent home the, uh, the notice to graduates' families that... Um, it, uh, uh, the grad season, I guess, June will look much the same this year as it did last year. Um, so there will be COVID-friendly graduation cer ceremonies um, to celebrate the, the grads moving on. Um, but there there won't be school-sanctioned or district-sanctioned proms and uh, grad celebrations, which which even as as the person who uh, who writes those messages, it was it was kind of a Ugh moment when when uh, when you asked me to to send you something and I was like oh I guess I'll just dig up what I wrote last year and tweak it because <laughs> we're yeah. in the same so it was kind of one of those moments for for us too that was just like uh, okay this is still happening right <laughs> right yeah 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 no that's definitely a, a tough one for sure we uh, we we know that you know we we because of the unpredictability between now and the end of the school year like right now we're in a pretty good spot and if we stay this way uh, you know uh, that would be wonderful but we we know that we we can't be guaranteed that this is going to stay the way it is right now until uh, June and even if it does stay this way what can those activities look like if you're under orange or yellow right mm -hmm. uh, they still have restrictions on gatherings and and so on so. The high school principals had met here in our school district as they've been meeting around the province and saying, you know, look, we need to make a decision one way or the other because families are starting to plan this or schools are starting to make plans. We need to, you know, are we going to plan that we're going to have regular graduation and then just change it all at the end like we did last year? And, you know, or are we going to just say, look, given the the uh, all the variables and the unpredictability of where we are, let's just make the call now. So 
parents and you know the kids aren't out buying prom dresses and doing all that kind of stuff and schools aren't booking venues and schools aren't doing all the things they do uh, and just plan on doing it like we did last year and then uh, you know <laughs> if something happens in in april or may that's a miracle and covid 19 is eradicated from the planet face of the earth then we'll <laughs> take a look at it then but right now it's not looking like that's going to happen so this just allows everybody even though it's very disappointing news to get very disappointing for the graduates and their families very disappointing for the schools who like to have that celebration every year uh, after 13 years of being in school uh, but it's it's a decision that we felt had to be made and the other anglophone school districts in new brunswick and the francophone school districts are all all making the same decision, right? So everybody's uh, going down, the, 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 taking the same uh, same process with that, that we're all going to go back to what we did last spring. And although a disappointing kind of like turn, it's better to do it early enough that you can plan for, whether it be a virtual event or whatever creative way that the school chooses to do those events, uh, rather than waiting to the last minute and, and kind of being behind the eight ball. So, you know, although disappointing, like you said, I think it's, you know, as unfortunate as it is, it gives you the time to be able to create something uh, that can still be memorable for both students, staff, and teachers. Absolutely. Yeah, no, exactly. It does give the schools a chance to, okay, all right, we're not going to do that, so what are we going to do, right? And and uh, get your head around that. And, and last year, I know uh, during the spring, once we started to say that we weren't going to have regular regular events at the end of the school year, even regular graduations, uh, all kinds of uh, community groups and, and, you know, mayors and everybody were reaching out, MLAs, what can we do, what can we do to help, right? So it was a big flurry there at the end to try to get that figured out, what schools were actually going to do. Uh, so this year it gives people, like you said, Brian, more time to think about that. What are we going to do? Let's get it all planned out right now so we know and then just move forward. Yeah, and, and I, I want to bring up kind of a piece of good news or our good side of things is, you know, a few weeks ago, you you sent out an, a memo to all staff announcing the innovation and engagement grants um, in support of, of teachers, you know, kind of building projects in their classroom to help create, you know, better quality education for, for our students. Can we talk a little bit about that and, and, and where that comes from and, and, and how that helps teachers? Yeah, absolutely. We sent that out during a teacher appreciation week, actually. So, yeah, so we were looking at uh, how can we um, this year, especially how do we, how do we give teachers a little boost? Because teachers are always trying to be innovative, make make uh, their lessons more engaging for students, make the learning, uh, you know, what we, we, we consider, we call it deeper learning, give students a chance to extend their learning uh, beyond, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that we learn in the curriculum. Uh, so we want teachers to, we want to support that and encourage that. So we thought that we would uh, <coughs> provide these grants where a teacher could apply or a group of teachers can apply if they want to get a little bit more money and uh, do something, <coughs> excuse me, do something in their classroom uh, that is, uh, you know, something that they wouldn't be able to do if they didn't have a little extra support or money, right? So uh, whatever that is, whether it's pur purchasing something or doing something different, uh, just gives them a little extra something they can work on. And, uh, and you know, j just something that their school would not have the funds to give them, or so on. And I think teachers uh, respond to that very well, and we expect uh, you know there'll be a good response to that, uh, an opportunity for teachers to uh, to do something creative in their classroom they might not have been able to do if they didn't have that resource. So we're looking forward to teachers, uh, you know, seeing what teachers come up with and sharing what they come up with with others, because uh, if one teacher can do it in their classroom, chances are another teacher can do it in theirs, right? So, so yeah, so we're looking forward to that. We think it's going to be a, a, a big success. 
Uh, once again, Greg, we, we thank you so much for being on the podcast and always sharing up-to-date information and, you know, and providing that to teachers because uh, teachers, parents, administrators, because sometimes it's hard to find and navigate all that information. So uh, one last thing before we, we head off to March break and, and teachers, administrators uh, get the much needed rest um, from this year, uh, we'd like you to kind of close off this episode. You know, is there something you'd like to tell everyone as we head off into this uh, short vacation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, first of all, I'm very happy that everyone's going to have a, a March break next week. I think it's, uh, it's in some ways, it seems like it's been a long time coming. In other ways, it seems like it came really fast, right? That we've been so busy, things have been moving so quickly. So I think that that's definitely what the system needs for sure is, is to have that break. Um, we'd met uh, yet last night, uh, two or three times a year, we meet with a uh, we call it the MBTA Liaison Committee. It's representatives of the teachers' uh, branches in our in our school district, and they come forward and they bring forward concerns and questions from the members. And it's obvious, uh, you know, from our conversations that, you know, the teachers are, are really tired, right? Everybody's tired. Uh, you know, things that may not have bothered us in a in a regular year are bothering people now, right? And, and uh, you know, all the changes that have happened uh, throughout this course of the year, everybody understands it and understands why and understands that someone has to make tough decisions. And none of us would really want to be the person that has to make the tough decision, but someone has to do it. But those decisions affect a lot of people. And, uh, and sometimes the decisions uh, from a teacher's perspective are made a long way f- away from the classroom. And they feel that maybe the perspectives of the classroom teacher aren't always brought into, into that. And which it's their right. I mean, someone is making a decision based on a bigger picture concern, right? And uh, it's not always smooth. So all that stuff together, right, uh, is is certainly uh, led to people feeling uh, very tired, right, and and very ready for a break. I sent an email out uh, during uh, the Teacher Appreciation Week to teachers, just saying that you know I I'm a big proponent of of people having autonomy to do their job. Right. I like autonomy in my own job. and I know others like it too. school leaders, teachers, educational assistants, bus drivers. We all like to have autonomy. Right. So I think that we've all sent felt a loss of autonomy this year. Right. Ever since last March, uh, almost a year ago, when we closed the school system, we've all lost some autonomy because other people have come in to the decision making process that weren't in there before. Right. At our level, whatever level you work at. <coughs> So we're all aware of that, and uh, it's it's we, we don't like it because we like to we, we need to know what our job is. Say, here's your job. Okay, now let me figure out how to get this job done. That's how we all want to operate. I know that, and I keep saying that to people. I believe in that. But this year, I know for sure, and myself included, uh, we've all lost some autonomy, right? But it's because of the global pandemic that we've lost the autonomy, uh, not because we'll never get it back again, right? Uh, so I think we just have to remember that, uh, that what we're feeling is real, and and it's not we're feeling it because it is it it is really what's happening to us. There's nothing we can do about it right now. Uh, it will get better in in the future. We will get back to a place where we have more autonomy, where we have more collaborative decision making happening at at the local level. We will get to the, back to that. But uh, we just haven't experienced uh, as much of that as we'd like to this year uh, because of the situation we're in, right? So, so as we go into the March break, I just hope everybody has a takes the time to just gear down and do whatever you have to do that's not work-related and <laughs> enjoy the week, right? And take some time to recharge. 
Um, and then we come back after March break, though. It's always like that every year. We're kind of turning the corner a little bit. We're heading into spring now. And, uh, you know, and hopefully the, the weather will start getting a little bit better as we go forward. And like I said, if we stay in the state we're in right now with COVID-19, we'll be in a good place going into March as well. Because right now we're having very few cases here in the in the zone one where we work. So we're hoping that that will maintain as well. And uh, all those pieces together will help us get ready to go into the end of the school year on a positive note and look forward to the future. One thing I keep telling people, just look forward to the future. It's going to be better. This is going to end. <laughs> it, it will get back to that, right? Uh, but uh, right now, for some people, it's easier to see that. Other people, it's harder. I understand that, right? So anyway, I hope everybody has a wonderful March break, and uh, we'll see you all in March. Well, once again, Greg, we thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us on the podcast and share, you know, the updated information and that amazing message uh, to the staff of the Anglophone East School District. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy your March break. And this was What's Happening.